Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 148 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise her in the heights. Praise her, all her angels. Praise her, all her host. Praise her, sun and moon. Praise her, all you shining stars. Praise her, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for she commanded and they were created. She established them forever and ever. She fixed their bounds which cannot be passed. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters in all deeps, fire and hail, snow and frost, stormy wind fulfilling her command, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, creeping things and flying things, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and women alike, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord for her name alone is exalted. Her glory is above earth and heaven. She has raised up a horn for her people. Praise for all her faithful, for the people of Israel who are close to her. Praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 8, verses 32 to 36. And now, my children, listen to me. Happy are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise, and do not neglect it. Happy is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But those who miss me injure themselves. All who hate me love death. The Gospel of John, chapter 21, verses 19 through 24. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After this, he said to him, follow me. Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them. He was the one who had reclined next to Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is it that is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about him? Jesus said to him, if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? Follow me. So the rumor spread in the community that this disciple would not die. Yet Jesus did not say to him that he would not die, But if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? This is the disciple who is testifying to these things and has written them, and we know that his testimony is true. Good morning and welcome to the third day of Christmas. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 148, Proverbs 8, and John 21. And uh, for those of you who are maybe cradle, high, high church, low lives, um, the 12 days of Christmas refer to Christmas, the 25th through January 5th. And before January 6th insurrection, uh, it was known as Epiphany. And it was the day, it is the day that we remember the Magi, an unknown number of 
wise men or women who came from the East and gave Jesus these gifts of frankincense, myrrh, and incense, or frankincense, gold, and myrrh. Um, and so we're on the third day because the first day is Christmas Day. Um, and I I didn't record as many days la- last week. Yeah, last week as I intended. I apologize. I'm glad people are still with me. Um, and one of the gifts this year as last year, I'm pretty sure, Laura, my partner, um, managed to get a bunch of people to offer to do readings, um, friends and family. So and I don't know when it begins. I have to double-check the math, but we'll be hearing from some other co-hosts uh, who are he- going to be here to read Scripture, um, which is something I invite all my listeners to uh, get in touch with me, and, and um, you can record, and if you feel so uh, inclined, you can do reflection, but I do need to double-check the reflection. Readings, you know, it's literally just reading from, uh, you know, your screen um, and recording it with a, a voice memo app of your choosing. But um, reflections, I do want to make sure that uh, the things that we say are not necessarily, I think it's hard to offend Christian soldiers, but I also want to be um, careful and attentive to um, theology that might reinforce, uh, you know, unfortunate caricatures and stereotypes and stuff like that. But I do invite you to to read or to send me, uh, get in touch and talk about um, recording a reflection if you like. Um, and I mentioned the wording um, and being careful with reflections um, in part for out of the, the gospel reading today. Um, and in it, the author who claims to be the disciple John, one of the, the three of the inner circle, um, and the youngest, uh, according to oral tradition, um, John uh, is telling this story about himself in the third person. And part of it includes Jesus telling John in front of the other disciples, at least with Peter, you know, what's it to you if, if he remains until I come? Um, and everybody hears that and thinks, oh, he's not going to die. And John says this, and John is probably getting old. You know, maybe he's writing from exile in Patmos, and he's like, there's no way I'm not going to die. I'm old as shit. Like, I don't know what they were thinking. Um, really what he said was, and then he tells us the same line again, if it is my will that he remain until you come, what is that to you? Um, and I bring that up not just because I want um, my listeners to feel welcome to provide readings and reflections, but also because there's been a couple of times where that wording, the very slight kind of nuance to that wording is important. Um, and the one that I think of is um, uh, in Luke 3 when uh, John is baptizing the crowds and, and the soldiers come up. and I'm sorry, Luke 3 and 7 technically. So he baptizes soldiers. And then this whole chapter in Luke 7 uh, is kind of centered on the healing of the centurion servant. And it begins with raising the widow's son at Nain, the first time I think, in at least in Luke, that Jesus raises someone from the dead. And then, which is insane, like if you witness this, that's a big deal. Um, there, there would have been, you know, rumors and reports of people believed to be dead, but then coming back to life 
which today we would think like, oh, they may have, you know, they coded, but then maybe, you know, they they were revived, right? So it, it was still a big deal, um, but it, the way it's told it, it's it doesn't seem to be that he was just kind of, you know, his body was kind of shutting down and then it, it started back up again. Um, and then the, the widow's, the, the centurion servant is healed. And then immediately following that, John doubts Jesus's divinity. He said, he sends messengers to say, are you the one or are we waiting on someone else? And that seems almost a little offensive. They've known each other their whole lives, their relatives, um, and the one thing that makes John doubt is when he treats a soldier not merely with respect, but even praise when he says, um, not in all of Israel have I found one with more faith than he. Um, and if, you, if you're just kind of skimming it, it, it's just this weird thing. John doubts, but then, you know, Jesus says, I'm preaching good news to the poor. But he does more than that. The last thing he says to John's disciples is, blessed is anyone who is not offended by me. Jesus is accusing John and, and rebuking John for being offended that soldiers deserve respect and even praise when they respond favorably to the gospel. John is has some anti-military bias, um, and Jesus corrects him. And despite that bias, he baptizes soldiers, um, the first kind of proto-Christian soldiers because Jesus' ministry hadn't begun yet. Um, and clearly there's some slight nuance between John's ministry and Jesus' ministry, but um, insofar as they're connected, you know, the, the soldiers of Luke 3 are, are the first Christian soldiers. At the very end in Luke 7, um, Jesus talks about, he, he's, he says to his own followers, after he's you know, told John's disciples, blessed are those who aren't um, offended, um, he says, you know, be careful because they're always going to find a reason to doubt you. They're going to say, oh, you know, he raised someone from the dead, or you're eating with gluttons and, and prostitutes. And then the last word he says, after he's referring to, after he you know, talks to John's disciples and then turns to his own followers, he says, he references sold, um, tax collectors and sinners. And he's still talking about four chapters earlier with John. He's talking about John circularly. Because in Luke 3, there are not tax collectors and quote-unquote sinners. They're tax collectors and soldiers. And I say that that's important because it's important how we read these texts. And John points it out, the other John, the disciple John, not John the Baptist. Um, John the disciple says, ah, that's not what he said. Everybody believed this. Everybody brought their own kind of bias or prejudice or caricatures to it and think I'm not going to die. But really what he said, the point was, what point is it to you? Um, and I, you know, I also think of the exchange between Pilate and Jesus where Pilate says, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus says, I was born for this, that you have, that you have say, you have said that I am the king of the Jews. And people think, oh, you know, 
um, he was born to be king. And it's like, no, he wasn't. He was born to be God. Um, the point of the of this statement is even kings and imperialists will say that I am God, that I am the king, right? What what the words are and how we read them are important, um, and they will skew how we encounter Christ. And John's, the reading from the Gospel of John is toward the end, um, and all the way at the end, he's still reminding them, the, the author, he's still reminding us, uh, uh, you know, the, the re- our readers, his readers, be careful what you read. Make sure you read it with an open mind, because if you don't, not only will you miss something, you may miss salvation because you're reading your own pre- prejudice into the text, and you won't, you won't quite get it if you're not careful. And so we all have to be careful what we bring into the text, because it affects what we will take out of the text. A prayer for guidance from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, by whom the meek are guided in judgment, and light rises up in darkness for the godly, grant us, in all our doubts and uncertainties, the grace to ask what you would have us do, that the spirit of wisdom may save us from all false choices, and that in your light we may see light, and your straight path may not stumble. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.